0: Hello and welcome to Actually Best Choice Movies, the world's only movie podcast. Uh, I am your host. My name is Chris Chafin.
1: I am your host. My name is Caleb Shively.
0: (laughs) Caleb, it's so great to talk to you. How are you doing?
1: You know, fine. And you know, not fine, as is the nature of living in our modern day and age. uh, Chris, I know you're a little under weather. Thank you for pushing through to record a podcast episode.
0: Yeah. um, I have an exotic and disgusting disease that my child brought home from daycare. And not only am I, like, pushing through it in order to be on the show, I went to a movie with my contagious (laughs) skin disease. (laughs) Um, uh, I did everything I possibly could to be safe and responsible. I wore gloves. I was wearing my mask. I, you know, I was sitting in a row with no other other people. Nobody was in front of me or behind me. I didn't touch anything. I didn't use the bathroom. Um, but like, I did feel like a real fucking dirt bag. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> well, the podcast thanks you on behalf of uh, our uh, two listeners. I thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. God damn! Uh, you saw it at Angelica, like yes, I did. Of I course. assumed. So, yes, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, we could reserve your seats now. Thank you, Angelica, for I, being able to reserve our seats.
0: That is nice. I think that's nice. I agree. Um, uh, yeah, because
1: Angelica specifically, and this is just to talk some New York shop for our listeners. Uh, like before, you had they uh, queued you in a line first, so like you could go there early, and like as long as you like, you have to go there early, and you'd get a, your your optimal seat. But now, thanks to the, the smart thing of reserving. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I like that more than the whole queue line thing, where they just yell out and you have to run up to the front of the line.
0: I mean, Caleb, I like uh, I uh, I hate lines. I hate standing in lines. I organized a lot of my life just to avoid standing in lines. So. As much as I'm like a nostalgic and I'm allergic to change, I, the picking your movie theater seat, I'm pretty into. Cause you could just pick your seat and you can get there like one minute before the movie. And that's great. Yeah. How much of your life do you think you've spent sitting in movie theaters waiting for movies to start?
1: You know, uh, I go to uh, a certain movie theater, I won't name their name, but they don't do that yet. And I go 30 minutes before just so I could get my favorite seat in the house, which is uh, directly in the middle underneath. uh, Yeah. Underneath the uh, projector.
0: Yeah, sometimes, but sometimes you think it's going to be like a really big, popular movie, and you and you misjudge it, and you get there too early. I mean, Catherine and I certainly have sat through like like when you're there before the pre-show starts, and it's just like the static ads or just nothing on the screen. You know?
1: Yeah, uh huh. I I was I was that happened with me at Titan just yesterday. (laughs) Oh yeah, terrible stuff.
0: Terrible stuff. Um. Well, anyway, you're listening to actually Best (laughs) Choice Movies. (laughs) This is uh, the world's only movie podcast. Every episode we talk to. about two movies, one of them is old, one of them is new, and they're related in some way. Like uh I don't know, man and machine. What'd you say, Caleb?
1: They're related in some way, yes, man machine. Uh, so yeah, they're good movies. Uh, good could mean like award worthy or uh, <laughs> you know certain ratings on t- certain websites about tomatoes or you know uh, a lot of times it's for me it's like there's something to talk about uh, and that could mean a bunch of different things you know and that's what we get to talk about there's podcast worthy talking for two movies yeah and i
0: that, i think i know why you're hedging this much caleb <laughs> just, just if i could say but please continue
1: i, I don't even know why i'm hedging uh but uh, the two movies this week are uh 2021 this year the new movie is i'm your man uh from uh director maria, Sh- maria schrader uh, and we are comparing that with Uh, Her from 2013, Spike Jones film, Uh, and both these films uh, deal with uh, artificial intelligence as a means to romantic relationships. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about it further on this week's episode. And now we do the thing where we say it's actually this this week. Actually, (laughs) choice
0: (laughs) movies. Before we get to any of that, but I just want to tell you, I'm wearing this pair of house pants I have where I am not a fat man. Caleb, you can su- support that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, body dysmorphia side. My brother's always telling me it's ridiculous that I weigh as little as I weigh. And he's very mm-hmm. mad at me about it. Um, I have this particular pair of house pants I wear that have a snap. And it's like they're very old and they they were not very good to begin with. The snap pops open all the time. Like just now, I took a deep breath and the the button on the pants flew open like a cartoon after he eats Thanksgiving dinner. Do you know what I mean? Too much
1: pie, yeah. It dang, makes
0: me, it makes me feel fat as hell. But I know that I am not fat. I'm telling myself that. um yeah, man. you're beautiful. Thank you so much, YouTube. Are are way more that beautiful.
1: beautiful that can be beautiful. Everything. Everyone's beautiful. No yeah, everyone's so, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I,
0: I, <laughs> in their own way, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so this week it's two movies where we're talking about artificial intelligence, robots, their relationship with humanity, which has been a fertile area of filmmaking since almost the beginning of film,
1: right? For sure. Uh, Metropolis, 1927 is a silent film. Fritz Lang, you could probably, I think it was streamed on Amazon, but yeah, uh, that one's a little bit weirder. It's not uh, like they switch someone into the likeness to a robot. I don't want to recap Metropolis because I don't really remember it, but yeah. Uh, 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 a ton of just, on even robots and movies in general, or artificial intelligence, uh, tons of movies, uh, a lot of action movies, but we're concentrated more on uh, romantic things. And there's a well of that even more uh, recently. Uh, it's a fun thing. It's, uh, it's uh, I think uh, we've always said on this podcast, science fiction reflects our uh, real life, uh, modern society. So I think both the films we're talking about do that. But yeah, there's a ton of examples. And there's even some movies that we talked about uh doing I think we settled on her because after seeing I'm your man it just screamed so obviously I mean it's me so
0: similar it's almost to exactly do her the same
1: and movies. also her is, is just I think better than all the other movies I'm about to mention too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 we were almost we were gonna do Marjorie Prime, which I'm a huge fan of uh but that was more about a hologram and a woman's memories of her husband I'm um, kind of spoiling, but it's also the uh, Solaris. It's uh, Solaris, too, if mm-hmm. you remember that 70s movie. I think they remade Solaris.
0: They did, obviously. yeah. George Clooney, yeah. I believe, remade Solaris. Oh,
1: wow. Good, uh, good for him. Uh, yeah. Even Blade Runner, that's uh, a romantic robot movie. Technically, it's an amazing think, movie.
0: Like, <laughs> so many movies that are about are AI and robots, like, even if they're action movies or dramas, like, somehow the idea of sex and romance comes into it, because there's just something about and the idea of falling in love with a robot or having sex with a robot that it gets at the nature of what it is to fall in love or to have sex, because it's yeah. like on one level, they're always just telling you what you want to hear. But on another level, it's like, it makes you happy to hear it. So like, who cares? Mm-hmm. So like, what, what is it you really want? And like, what does it really mean to partner someone or have sex with someone? And yes. And there is a sort of, sometimes people play on the issue of like, You know, is can a robot possibly consent to having sex with you? Because it's like you built it. Do you know what I mean? Like it has no say. But does that matter if it has a say in it or not? Yeah, because uh, it's a uh, robot. Like who cares? You know.
1: Yeah, and to like yeah to continue that, we're saying uh, like both these movies, I think, talk about uh, as means of serving as what technology can, how technology serves us, and then yeah, talk about how uh, or how a relationship is that kind of can be like a one sided thing and all projection to a way, and that's. Uh, a a quick way to get into it is with uh, these uh, like artificial intelligent movies. Uh, uh, I mean, AI, artificial
0: intelligence. I mean, Jude Law uh, is a sex robot in that movie. He's a sex
1: robot, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dan Stevens in I'm Your Man, the first movie we'll talk about, kind of reminded me of that to a degree of like a uh, uh, cold Lothario type. But yeah, uh, and even not necessarily romance too. There could be like a friendships within robots. I think the whole Star Wars, <laughs> The
0: whole Star uh, Wars, yeah, yeah. Like true. They're, they're friends with art. Uh,
1: uh, I, I always say the best character of that shit is R two D two. That man fucking that kid rules. He rules, uh, dude.
0: He's very opinionated. You know, way better
1: than that hoity toity, stuck up C three P O. Always cranky, whining robot. Seriously, C P three O can go fuck himself.
0: I mean, I'm not afraid to say that. I do hear what you're saying, Caleb, but you have to realize who you're talking to. Like, as a tall, skinny, effete person who loves, <laughs> you know, fancy situations, I was like, I always have very heavily identified with c 3 V I liked liked uh,
1: Dot from Spaceballs, the Joe
0: Rivers. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's um, also great. I like. I did want to
1: uh, ask you. Um, uh, for a Star Trek question, did uh, Data have like romantic stuff happen to him?
0: Caleb, can I say, first of all, thank you so much for asking. I really appreciate it. Because I, I in fact, have been bursting to talk about this since we began talking. And I was just trying to patiently wait my turn. We'll uh, yes, I was going to say even Data. Data had like, a couple different situations. Data um, famously fucks uh, Tasha Yar in like the first <laughs> season. They do Damn. this. They do this thing where um, it's like everybody's got space. Everybody, it's like everybody's drunk, but it's because of some crazy space virus, and everybody's doing all these different dumb drunk things. And Tasha Yar's thing is that she fucks Data real hard. And um, there's a scene where she's like, um, she's like, Data, are you? Fully functional, and he's like, "I am programmed in over four hundred sexual techniques." Damn, dude, that's awesome! And she like grabs him and like pulls him into her quarters, you know. And of course, he is damn. But then also, there's a um. But then they kind of like complicate that later on because Tashiyar does die. And then um, like years later, it's like you find out data still has a picture of her in his room. And they're like, he's like, well, it's because I, I still, I, you know, she was a very special person to me (laughs) and it is getting at the question. It's actually in this other very, very famous star Trek episode about it's called measure of a man. And it's about whether or not data counts as a person and they have a trial about, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to have free will? What does it mean to be sentient? You know, what is it? How is a brain different than a computer? And you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so it's one of the proof points that he is sentient in some way because it's like there's no logical reason to keep it it's just because it was his friend you know or someone he fucked but then he even has a girlfriend later on in the show actually towards the end of the show there's like some random crew member it decides that she has a crush on data and starts going out with him and everybody else on the enterprise is like you have a crush on data you're like what are you fucking talking about you have a crush on data and she's like he's cute and they're like what like what is wrong with you but then yeah they go out very briefly
1: uh i guess my only things are like when bender dated the spaceship on futurama but yeah, I can't another, really classic.
0: another classic another yeah. classic
1: uh is weird science the uh anthony michael hall yes. vehicle is yeah. that artificial intelligence because they do create her in a computer but she's just like a ma- just more magic it's just my science. Creation. It's weird. weird science i guess it's weird science least- but I just wanted to bring up the movie to that we just say that movie doesn't hold up outside of Bill Paxton. Who there was also the movie, USA
0: TV show version of it. That's from the true. 90s,
1: that right? was a. Uh, I remember uh, they had a sex ed class where they were like the, the they were assigned to have sex, and that was like the coolest thing as like a ten year old watching like what? Whoa! Whoa. To have sex. <laughs> oh, man, can't wait. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, a, we're going to talk into more specifics because I think both these movies are really good at getting into the specifics about. Uh, relationships in general, and also our uh, art- technology, and artificial intelligence, and do a good job of screwing it. But I would like to shout out uh, a movie ex Machina, which we've all seen. It's great. The lead character's name is also Caleb, uh, but yeah, it's a great movie. Alex Garland. Um, I think it goes past the sense of what we're doing. Talk about specifically about romance, where it's like a, it's a good action thriller uh, too. Uh, it's also some of the better effects of the 20th century, I would say, too.
0: And they're pretty good effects. And, I mean, Oscar Isaac dancing is one of the best effects in the And And the reason right?
1: why we didn't, too, is because we've
0: been leaning heavily on Oscar Isaac lately. <laughs> he's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's great. We the man can do, can, can do it all. He can do it all. Did you see that tweet uh, going around this week where it, um, the text was, uh, the little glasses are doing a lot of work? And it was a picture of Oscar Isaac in, I don't even know what it was from. Like from a marriage? Yes, it's from Seeds from a Marriage, yes. So he's like got his hair and his beard and he's, you know, wearing like a sweater and he's got tiny glasses on. The next frame is Oscar Isaac with literally the exact same hair, beard, you know, physical build obviously, but he's wearing like the dune armor, you know, and he looks <laughs> like some kind of crazy space general and you're like, "Wow, holy shit, Oscar Isaac," you know.
1: Oh, wow, yeah. Uh there is, he is I think he's very good in uh that uh, scenes for Marriage show, an uh, actor showcase that is the only reason I'm watching for it because it doesn't need to exist because the original was perfect to begin with. But hey, I get to watch Beautiful People. I like acts. I'm so glad uh, we
0: did that on the show because um, I felt like I didn't need to watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, if, so I only recommend it if you like, I mean, you like Oscar Isaac. It's, he's very, very good in it. Jessica Chastain is really, really good in it. Uh, but that's about it uh i get so like annoyed with it too <laughs> but it's also because i i'm familiar with it. there's people who haven't seen it these philistines out here oh, have disgusting. not seen disgusting uh, the works of yeah. Um, um, uh, but yeah
0: uh
1: i guess we could talk about our movies i will sh- say never see the movie jexie which is the exact movie we're talking about but as a shitty comedy starring adam devine one of the 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 lead workaholic um yes uh, yeah.
0: and from the very very bad. you know
1: oh, he's on there, so he's good in that um but yeah don't see that movie
0: uh jack C. yeah, yeah this yeah is, that's
1: an example of how you how easily we can fail i think these movies succeed because they take it seriously uh, and actually try to start a conversation where this is just more you know cheap jokes about dating a computer um, interesting
0: you should say that caleb um yeah, do yeah how, that's how we want to get into it yeah. yeah. so our first movie this week is 2021's I'm Your Man. Hallo, Alma. Ich bin Tom.
1: Die testen mich, scannen mein Gehirn. Multiple choice, ohne Ende. Und was kommt dann dabei raus?
0: Deine Augen sind wie zwei Bergseen, in denen ich versinken möchte. muss zugeben, sie haben wirklich Geschmack. I'm your man is the new film from director and actor Maria Schrader who recently won an Emmy I believe for directing unorthodox which is also a German production um and she's been in shows like Deutschland 83 and this kind of the sequel Deutschland 86 which are very recent so it's not like she's not really an actress anymore um it stars Dan Stevens of course Downton Abbey and Eurovision and many many other things um Totally showing off by doing this film entirely in German. It's He's playing a, a new breed of robot designed to be the perfect mate. Reluctantly testing him out at the request of both the manufacturer and her boss at her university is academic Alma, who's played by Amarin Eggert, who's a, a German actress. Um, and, you know, let's just say very briefly there's glitches, there's... um jokes. There's tearful arguments and, you know, by the end of the movie, very deep questions about what it means to be in a relationship with another person and why you do it and and what you're expecting to get out of it. Um, I would love to talk about this movie in detail. I'm just going to leave it there because that's a very tight description of what what happens in the plot basically it's just the two of them at a romance she's supposed to have him for two weeks or three weeks and it's just the story of those three weeks and they start off very distant and they get closer and then drift apart and come back together again and you know etc 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 uh it's very similar to the plot to her but of course it's a it's its own thing in a different way um i i had very mixed feelings about this movie caleb like there were times there during maybe the first 20 or 30 minutes, I was as mad at a movie as I have ever been at this movie. And I was very seriously considering walking out. Um, because I just thought, like you were saying about cheap jokes, I thought it was completely full of cheap jokes. Hmm. It's just um, Dan Stevens like, is constantly putting rose petals on the ground and saying to her things like, you know, your eyes are deep blue lakes. Or, you know, he's just, he's very, very over the top. He's supposed to be this insanely technologically advanced um, robot that has the, the collective knowledge of, like, every living person in the world. And he's designed to be your perfect mate. And I mean, and they even say in the movie, like, oh, all that. And all he can do is say, your eyes are clear blue lakes. But it's like, it's kind of a dodge because that is also what's happening in the movie. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, he's just doing all this stuff over and over again. Um, I don't know. I had very mixed feelings. But but I think by the end, I was very interested in what the movie had to say. Um, Caleb, how did you feel about this movie? Yeah,
1: I think that is a little bit by design. And to, to, to specifically say, like, that thing where he says, your eyes are like stuff so within the first interaction they has with her. And he even says, uh, as, uh, his, he has a robot to please her that, uh, Oh, I'm cat like like, cal- of calibrating. And is like, as we keep right. going on, I'll hit nothing but bullseyes and know how to do that. And that does happen in the movie where like, as they, as he talks to her more and more and is around her more and more, like he knows how to be around her, knows how to like talk to her, which she says like, I don't want to talk. And he's like, oh, got it. Cool. And he like processes that. And it is like, uh, like he says uh, with the rose petals, um, uh, he, he throws out a statistic at her after it is like 93% of German, uh, women like this. And so she right. goes, guess which percent of diamond. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think that's true. Like, uh, uh,
0: uh, but isn't that such a hacky joke? And he goes, the, 7%? I think it works for
1: the actual, like the actual, what they're trying to do in the plot of like, Hey, these two people meet and it's kind of cold at first. And I think the as both characters are right, not just uh, Dan Stevens' Tom the robot. Uh, I think uh, Alma uh, that's a, a, a very pragmatic character. It's very that's easy very to relate pragmatic. to Alma, uh, uh, like she like she constantly calls out that she's dating a computer. It's kind of awesome. Like like if you think. I think she has a problem with this movie too. with the first thing i getting to is like, this is stupid. I'm doing this. And this we find stupid. out she's doing yeah, it. Right. She's getting, she's getting funding for her research uh, for, for doing this uh, ethics study it's, basically. Yeah. It's um, very
0: weird because her job seems to be that she works at Facebook, except it's a university because her office is like immaculate. It's so beautiful. The plot is that there's like five experts that are testing these robots and they're, giving recommendations about whether or not they should be ex- you know get rights or even exist at all. All oh, right, yeah. Right. And so one uh, of the ones yeah, we need is a legal expert and that makes sense, but her it's like she's a fucking cuneiform expert, you know, like I don't I, think know. I just
1: wanted someone smart. I I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh I think that uh, what ultimately makes this movie good uh, and is is cuz it panders in a way uh, if it does pander at all is it uh takes like lesser movie tropes like uh, like two people falling in love or just a, even like a sexy robot movie and that kind of just like plays with it like it doesn't like just give you like a an easy plot with that just like kind of as like and that is within the Alma character who again just says like this is ridiculous I'm dating a robot and then as she gets more acquainted with it like we get to hear and that's where I think more of the relationship comes up. This movie kinda of sings when it like
0: Yeah, eventually really talks right? about
1: relationships. Like there's like a long conversation about the value of uh conflict and anger in relationships. I was like, Yeah, that's very insightful that they talked about. Uh they, they they touch on like stuff as like sex as means as a connection or like uh how to use someone through sex or like even like how a past relationship fully informs a current relationship or your life in general. Yeah. All that stuff and, which like, is true why and are, like and in and, movies is like, very, like, plainly written out in a very smart way. Yeah, like,
0: and there's, like, a... Yeah, she gives, like, a great monologue about this, and and it, it's also about, like, what do you want out of being in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Are you in a relationship... She says, like, oh, I'm acting, but in a play, but there's I'm no acting audience. in a play.
1: It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I thought that was so
0: insightful. Like, but at the end knows... of the day, it makes her happy. That's the thing, yeah. At the end of the day, being in a relationship, what can you fucking say? It just makes you happy. Like, like it... I'm saying, it's
1: like she's go ahead. Sorry, no,
0: I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And if you analyze it, it's like, you know, what am I doing all this for? But at at the end of the day, something in a human being just likes being around another person all the time. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, Like she, like I said, she knows she's dating a computer, but she knows she has to buy into that illusion. Uh, And I think it's a very, uh, what the head thinks versus what the heart wants uh, type premise. Uh, And I think that uh, plays it very well. And her name is uh, Marin Eggert. I've only seen her in uh, one other movie. It was called, I was home, but uh, which is a cool movie. Uh, but I think she works with that director named Angela Shanilek a lot. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I might check out more of those movies cause yeah, uh, Maureen Eggert, uh, very, very solid. She's great uh, in this movie. She's giving a really movie, good, performance. Uh, like
0: she's almost giving a better performance than Dan Stevens. I mean, Oh yeah. We could talk about Dan Stevens. Now. I yeah, kind go ahead. of don't like him in this movie. Ooh. I don't think he's doing a good job. Like he is funny in this movie, which is weird. Cause this is, this is a, a kind of
1: like a, it's all these rom-com beats. Yeah. And, uh, so I think all those beats, because it's very familiar, so, like, it allows that script to indulge when it needs to in, like, those esoteric issues of romance and loneliness, and I think anytime there's, like, a rough patch where, like, he's, they're trying to, like, shoehorn in something, like, they'll just say sci- something sci-fi, which it is a sci-fi, like, yeah. <laughs> they can. they explain things through science fiction. Uh, but, I don't know, Dan Stevens is doing, like, this, uh, like I said, kind of like Jude Law in AI, where it's like, oh, this is funny, but also, like, A cold remove robot to it like he never drops the robot it's kind of funny at
0: at (laughs) the beginning i think especially they're having him do too much robot stuff where there's a scene the very first Uh, scene he goes like he's like glitches out and he's going like duh duh, yeah but it really just looks like somebody in a high school play going like i am a robot (laughs) beep for you know (laughs) Uh,
1: it's like a thing where like yeah they do do it a lot they put all that stuff at the beginning because like even as it goes on there's a part where he uh like, oh, is this your robot? And some guy like looks at him and like, touches his eyes, and he pretends to be like, yes, I am a robot. He's like, no, I'm well, just funny. fucking with you, dude. This is like,
0: funny. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I
1: don't know. It's like, uh, as a Dan Stevens fan, and I wouldn't, I don't know. This might be one. It's an interesting movie for him to do. I always say he's a leading actor as a supporting player. Like, yeah. he's a lead actor, but he's clearly in like, a support mode in this. And I think... All, all his best work is that i'm a huge fan of the guest uh, even his big hollywood movie which is called beauty and the beast i don't think anyone's ever saw it i'm a i'm, I'm don't know if it actually exists <laughs> uh gotta show me i got do my i did my research don't think it exists um but yeah even in uh legion which is a great marvel a piece that's yeah. a tv show on fx uh he, he's part of a huge ensemble and yeah lots of scenes at uh,
0: like aubrey plaza at the, you know oh yeah aubrey plaza's dope and that shit. Um, but yeah, um, but it's a very weird role for him, right? And well, I mean, one of the things I like about Dan Stevens is he is actually very physically malleable. He looks different in a lot of stuff, you know? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. this guy versus the person that's in Eurovision, they don't look like the same person at all. So
1: good in Eurovision too, yeah. Uh, he just has this uh, fun intensity. Like, I w- like Jake Gyllenhaal could l- learn a lesson of reining it in from Dan Stevens a bit, of like this weirdo energy put to use in a... Uh, very like uh, serious manner uh, almost uh, like it's funny in this movie, but it works that it's funny in this movie. I would say another uh, good example uh, is the guest, which uh, I brought up earlier. Uh, but yeah, he's uses that like, Oh, this good looking charm to like have something more sinister too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is he like a big, I think like people like us, like know him and like recognize him like, Oh yeah, of course he should be starring in things. But is he like, broke broken through.
0: <laughs> well, here's what I'll say Caleb, and this is a big point I want to make about this movie in general. He's in your, her smell. Yeah. He's in her smell. He's great in her smell. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic yeah. this Um this my complete read on this movie is this, okay? So, uh, you know, I recently wrapped up a chapter in my life where I was spending a lot of time in Europe for the last like 5 or 6 years, you know. A lot of time I was in Europe a lot. And one of the things I realized is lots of things that make it to America in the in the genre of good that you and I are doing this podcast about, are movies like this, uh, movies like *I'm Your Man*, uh, where in America it's like the fact that they're foreign and the fact that they're more complicated than an American movie of of this type makes them, you know, they're semi art house movies, you know, not entirely, <laughs> but kind of art house movies. Oh, for sure, yeah. But the thing I I came to appreciate is in in Europe. These are the complete main culture, like, complete mainstream, like, monoculture movies that have ads on, like, every single bus terminal, and, like, the people are on talk shows all the time. Yep. And, like, so this is just a a big middle-brow rom-com for German people you know and like you said it swept the oscars there totally understand that makes complete sense uh, and and you you understand the movie so much better if you look at it as like this is a big dumb rom com you know not that this is a, a serious meditation on you know on these things but the thing is because it is a european movie it actually it does go further than an american movie and it does do things that are interesting and it does ask complicated questions and answer them in a complicated mm-hmm. way. And, that, and,
1: and that's a credit to uh, Maria Schreider, who Unorthodox uh, yeah. was a huge hit and on Netflix. Uh, I haven't I watched it myself, but what I've seen of it, I, I, I was like, oh, this is very solid. Um, uh, what did she do? She went out and like found a script that she wanted, found some actors in her home country. world. She got to work with the great Dan Stevens. And yeah, uh, yeah uh, I, I'll read it right now. Uh, it's called the German Film Awards, is what they call their Oscars over there. Very mm-hmm very creative these german film anyway <laughs> uh best actress for egger best director for schrader uh, best fiction film because it's not a documentary no, and best, best screenplay that's
0: the most european um, thing i've ever heard in my fucking life <laughs> best fiction film is the, oh yes. my god i love europe so much dude that fucking rules
1: uh, and stevens didn't win for best actor but he was nominated uh, but yeah it's uh it really does go to that extra mile and it', it great for that uh like the question I think the movie ultimately poses, and we, me and Chris talked about already, is that, yeah, is the partner really an extension of a person? Like, are we always doing monologues for an audience of one or for ourselves Are even? you,
0: like, ignoring, the? is the other person really there or not? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, and if you've been in a long-term relationship, you know, like, what that means. It's like, because sometimes you do just screen the other person out, you know, but sometimes mm-hmm. you're very engaged with them, and it's like, why are you doing any of this stuff and for whose benefit you know and mm-hmm. I, I think the movie's answer is like if you think about it too hard like yeah it doesn't make any sense and you shouldn't do it but like you just have to say it, it makes you feel good like what can you say about it, it makes you feel good to be in a relationship mm-hmm. you know
1: uh i will give uh uh this is very keen about relationships in general so relationships think about our as this is a technology that comes up, and I'm going to steal this premise from uh, Alonzo uh, Gerard, who writes for The Wrap, uh, uh, good writer, great good film critic. Um, but he posed that uh, for this uh, "I'm Your Man." He posed that how does that apply to our relationship to social media or technology in general? Like we're also having these one-sided conversations with our news feeds, with our social feeds. we like, and we're also just putting it the info we into it that we want, and putting it in. And we're also getting that back. I just hit my microphone. We're just getting back information that we are just want. And we could uh, cut out what we don't want to. Uh, and there is maybe loses the thread a little bit in it. Uh, oh, but there is fun okay. to think about your own uh, relationship to uh, social media. And like, I think what this alt movie does say at a point is like, uh, sure, you can find what you want to be happy and accept it, but you also you can cut it out. Yeah. Well, uh, what it, the problem when you think it's a problem.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is interesting. I mean, it, the, the movie, had, I mean, I won't spoil the ending, but it's, it's complicated and it comes to several different conclusions at once. Like literally, you know, which yeah. I thought was, you know, it's not, something you see a lot in, in a, in an American rom-com certainly. Yeah.
1: It's a line to line to click. I do wish I would see it again because they do a little bit of montage it at the end where she's like driving in a car and they show a couple straight mm, uh, lines and I think I just, like, was looking at a scene and I missed, because it's subtitles I missed, that something that was written and I was like, oh, that was probably important, but damn. <laughs> yeah.
0: you know, I, I'm... um. Although I will say, like, as a film, Caleb, it bugged me. I mean, it doesn't look particularly great. It looks very cheap. Um, not very cheap. I, cheap, it looks cheap, cheap, cheap. But not great, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are a couple of effects sequences or whatever, you know, that that's fun, you know. But in general, it's, like, very bright, flat lighting, like, that kind of stuff. Um, and there were times where I was, like – the movie was so close to doing something visually interesting and then didn't. And I got really upset at it. Like um, if I can just give you this one example really quick, there's a sequence where um, Alma's ex comes over to the apartment to pick up a big painting. And Dan Stevens says, Oh, I'll help you take it to the car. And so there's, we're watching Alma watch them from, we're watching from her point of view on the balcony, you know, up on the 10th floor or something. And you're watching Dan Stevens is holding the front of the painting and her ex is holding the back. And they're walking out into the street, past cars, past a train, all these fences and stuff. And um, the ex is like looking back and forth all the time, like anybody would do, you know? But Dan Stevens is just like looking straight ahead and doing it all, navigating it all perfectly because he's a robot, which is like um, pretty funny. And it's like, it's what bothered me though is like it would be so much more funny and impressive to watch it in like one take. Like why couldn't we see it in one take? It was really bugging me. They kept hmm. cutting back to Alma watching them and smiling. They, well,
1: you know? so yeah, they do uh, echo that, uh, repeat that scene at the end where he actually leaves, and it's. Right. I, I noticed that because he actually took the same trajectory, right. which is like not like a A to B it goes like A to B to C. To it's like he takes this weird trajectory, which is, was the same line he took when he was carrying a painting, but he's by himself, and I was like, that's weird and she's again watching him yeah uh but yeah i, I don't know They're, like they do stuff like that um, but it's like
0: you know what i mean it's so close to being perfect and then it but it's just doing something weird because it's not really paying attention to itself kind of if you know what i mean
1: uh i think when it does pay attention to itself it's more about i think the actual character of yeah. alma yeah. uh which it is, it is her movie uh even though probably uh most people will see it because of dan stevens i i i i said i'll admit that we probably covered it on here because of Dan yeah. Stevens because uh, we like attractive men
0: love, uh, love it we we it are attractive like, men and we like attractive
1: men yeah um it has become like a joke where I'm like maybe I'm not joking that I just <laughs> think he's really attractive <laughs> um but yeah it's uh, it's a very nice movie uh I think it like it, it, I I when I was uh doing my research about it, I was crazy impressed that it had, uh, I think, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics, it's, When, which I could totally generous. see. Yeah. Uh, I, well, Rotten Tomatoes fucking stupid and sucks, so if you give it a generally favorable, because it's a nice movie. Like, I'm, I'm right. saying it's a good yeah. movie. It's a good movie. Which is what movie. all these other critics would say, like, it's good, it's fine. They're not, like, going like, whoa, like how I'm doing about Titan right now, but um, they're, going, they're not yelling about it, it's just saying, oh, it's a fine movie. So, Rotten Tomatoes aggregates that as like, hey, it's as it, a everybody gave it positive yeah.
0: reviews, you know. Right? Yeah. yeah,
1: it gets like uh, a B.
0: Did you agree at, with me like, though? Like, did you think the beginning of the movie was rough, or did you not think it was? Yeah,
1: I think it was a little bit by design because, like, once uh, the like it got into what it was, the beginning kind of made more sense. Uh, you know, be- relationships and that the beginning. Uh, i mean yes me okay <laughs> yes
0: but as a film viewer watching a movie i was like i you know, this is I so trite do... this is so trite all these jokes are so stupid
1: uh, and this is just a, maybe a me thing it definitely is just a me thing uh <laughs> one of the first actors you see in it is uh, sandra uller uh she plays uh the employee who's showing her around mm-hmm. the uh, bar that they're in and i'm a huge sandra uller fan yeah. Where are my where are my Tony Erdman heads at, man. So I was like, oh, I'm being taken care of. One of my a person I love watching act, I didn't know was in this movie is in this movie. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm I feel good that uh, it's the trust factor. Character actors build trust, and uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, thank you for being in this movie and getting me through the
0: beginning. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic that she's in this movie. She has kind of a small part, and they make her look very strange. But yeah, I would
1: say she's the third lead, but um, I don't know, maybe not. No, uh, I don't
0: but think so <laughs> I don't think so. There's only there's only like two leads. Yeah, but she yeah, is yeah. out of it.
1: But she, uh, she's an actress. I uh, probably career I should follow more, even though I don't think she's been in anything super recently.
0: She's uh, got several things in post yeah, production that were completed. Oh yeah, get it. <laughs> get it girl sissy und ich ali reading uber's vetter
1: i've seen tony Erdmann probably like it's it's like probably the most movie I've, i don't know uh modern movie since. i think it came out in like 16 i've probably seen it like uh once or uh, so yeah, five, six times. I can't get enough of that movie. I don't know why. Like, I, that's why I like, keep watching. It's like I want to figure out why I like it so much.
0: If I can just tell you another thing <laughs> that she was in recently is "Suck Me Shakespeare 3. <laughs>
1: what is this real?
0: Yeah, it's some kind of German teen movie. It's like a. Yeah. It looks yeah. Suck Me Shakespeare Three original title Fuck You Three. Wow, me Shakespeare. damn. Um, Can I say something else? Speaking of German words, I really, really want to say because I figured it out and I feel good about it. Okay. So because uh, the original title in German of this movie is Ich bin dein Mensch, which uh, the, obviously the word for man is man. it's the same like that's why I was just I always kind. not of, I, I learned that at some point and I always think it's funny and so I was kind of waiting with a chuckle for it to say you know almost exactly the same title it is in English but it's Ich bin be mensch and of course as anybody who lives in New York knows mensch is like it all it, it both means person in German and it also means like a good guy you know like somebody you can count on like a good dependable nice honorable person Right, and so the title is kind of a joke and kind of a pun, and uh, they in, in my opinion, instead of calling it "I'm Your Man," they should have called it "Mr. Perfect," which would have been like exactly the same kind of pun in English, because it's like he's supposedly perfect, but like also maybe he sucks, you know? And it's like it's it, it's like you kind of say that about somebody who is like kind of an annoying douchebag, which is like he is. There's times in the movie where it's like he's too perfect and it's very annoying. Um but yeah anyway that's just a little thing going on in this movie a little language hey, you, comedy stuff you
1: wanted to you know, uh mr perfect kurt hanning love him uh perfect. sorry i watched a lot of i watched uh, his goldberg match recently repeat goldberg is great anyway
0: uh you want to move on to the next movie caleb okay.
1: no i want to talk about wrestling some more of course i want to talk about spike jones's her the woman
0: that i've been seeing samantha she's an operating system
1: you're dating OS? What is that like?
0: <laughs> I feel really close to her. Like, when I talk to her,
1: I feel like she's with me. I want to learn everything about everything. I want to discover myself. I want that for you, too. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> when the operating system is introduced in Spike Jonze's 2013 film, Her, we hear a bubbly, encouraging voice, a marvel of technology that perhaps is meant to break down the defenses of her sad sack owner. But as the film continues, we see that the AI's emotions aren't just replicant programming code, but something more, and that AI is asking the same questions about those emotions as we, the audience, are. That emotional breakthrough helps land the story of an insecure office worker comb, letter writer, reeling from a divorce uh, named Theodore, He's falling in love with his new operating system. Hokey premise, but using humor and a philosophical pondering, Spike Jones takes that central relationship seriously, eschewing any cheap shots or technological lecturing. Her is a film that takes an honest look at modern day relationships without offering many answers, but continually asks questions to explore the human construct of love, be it via monogamy or happiness itself. Uh, Spike Jones, a divorcee himself, wrote and directed this film and it really feels like an open invitation to his beating heart in the best ways possible. Uh, great act, act, great acting and technological decisions. We'll talk about them all. Uh, and some award shout-outs that won your original screenplay Oscar and got four more noms, uh, including including Best Picture. Uh, Christopher, what do you think of her?
0: Oh, Caleb, what a funny movie to revisit. I mean, it. it's such a... It's It's so of its time as a, as a movie, right? I mean, it's so, uh, 2013 to me. I mean, I can't believe it's that old in one way. And a lot of the things it imagined about the future, I would say have come to pass because it wasn't really that, you know, it wasn't imagining that much stuff that was that far afield, but it definitely all happened, you know? Um, but I, I, you know, everything about this movie, it just really reminds me of this, this part moment in the Obama era, right? <laughs> where it was like, I don't know, you know, this like uh, Helvetica, it's like uh, soft lighting. It's like guys, you know, in guys in pastels. And it's like, um, you can say
1: that this movie kind of set the template for that in general. Too. I do.
0: Yes. Yes, definitely. And it's the way that it's interfacing with Apple culture where it's like, it's about, it's a cautionary tale, but it's also kind of like, but it's pretty neat, huh? You know, it's like, it's in, it's, it's in its own way, very like pro Apple in a certain way. Um, it's just like it was just wild it, it was just wild to be watching it again be thinking about it, uh, to be transported back to that time and it's very innocent, it's a very innocent movie there are no concerns in anyone's life beyond their own personal happiness you know, and that I think is also very Obama era, there's not a sense hmm. of any disaster, there's not any struggle, it's just like people are sad sometimes and that's you the biggest ar- problem in the world, you know
1: I would say there is uh, a sense of uh, uh, crisis uh, within a character, and that character is the actual AI herself. Well, her, sure, herself. yeah. Um, Some her name Samantha, but yeah, I, I think. But again, yeah, her problem uh, is
0: her own personal fulfillment. Also, that is her own no, problem. But, yeah.
1: Well, uh, it, it's uh, taking on all the information of life that she can handle, and like actually learning human feelings and like learning how to fall in love. Like, how do you fall in love? That's like a, a question this movie asks. Like, how do you move forward? Uh, with someone who is capable of growing faster than you, uh, which is like, uh, uh, as a divorcee, I was like, yeah, fuck, that shit, it's hard. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, but as far as AI, uh, AI goes, uh, the film lends itself to the idea that minds can continue to grow and grow, which I really like, uh, which is, a, yeah, it's a great metaphor for being in a relationship. Uh, and I think Spike Jones does a good job of finding those emotional beats within that, of like how you can grow in a relationship. Uh, like they have a huge fight at one point. And they get back together, and they ultimately like I don't know if we can spoil it. They break up because like they just can't be together because like she just outgrows everything. Yeah, she outgrows. Uh, like,
0: she's like Doctor Manhattan by the end of the movie. Like, yeah, uh,
1: like he says, like I, I I'm experiencing all these feelings uh, and I have felt in a different like in in the same way. I'm like I'm just re-experiencing the feelings I've, I've had already. I've had all the feelings I had, and she's like learning all the feelings for the first time, and she catches up to him basically and then she like learns all the exact nuances of love that he has learned in her what four month lifespan of just being turned on yeah and then Uh,
0: like also falls in love with like 637 other people how many people are you talking to
1: right now Eight thousand
0: something uh how many people are you in love with
1: 600 (laughs) crazy (laughs) it's hard kind of hard like i always i always forget how heartbreaking it hits me
0: and she's, uh, yeah, she's trying to be like, but it, I still love you just the same. And he's like, what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> uh, it's It is, has something to say about technology in means of relationships. Like, not just uh, in a relationship, but like how technology plays a role in a relationship. There's less boundaries. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Th- yeah. In this movie, it's specifically, uh, like there's, I don't know, uh, They're they're just... It's his operating system. It's like weird boundaries. Well, but like in thinking, general because there's a in, section
0: of the movie where it's like he's he feels weird about going out with her and he's kind of avoiding her. And I was thinking that's so weird. That would be so weird in this situation because it's not you couldn't just like be fucking around on your phone and watching TV and like surfing the internet and like looking at porn and jacking off. Like she would know, right? Because she is your operating system. It's like what is he doing? He's just like put his phone in a drawer he just, and he's reading a paperback. You know. Around. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, there's no, like, what I was saying, like, there's less boundaries. Like, we're meeting people on Tinder, like, meeting in chat rooms.
0: And this movie uh, did come out, like, right after the invention yeah, of Tinder, right? It's
1: like the outlets for meeting or, like, even just expressing as, like, in uh, uh, message boards or just even learning, too, with the technology we have. Uh, that all happens. Like, I've you learn because we have a computer. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's like, is technology just a way to connect with feelings we had in the past is like, I think that that uh, poses a question here, which is like kind of blew my mind. It doesn't answer that question, uh, which I think uh, this movie does a lot of just like poses questions and just like ask other bigger questions along with it to be like, Whoa, man.
0: What (laughs) I was going to say, this is kind of what I was talking about before about the movie being prescient, so prescient in a way that it's hard to even appreciate because all the things it predicted came true. Like it's, it's easy to forget that this movie came out, really before everybody was on social media all the time like really way before it was they were mm-hmm. and so the way that it shows people interacting with their phones constantly and like meeting people through their phones and like doing everything through their like that wasn't actually the way things were happening yet at this point so it is actually really interesting to watch it again in 2021 and be like oh he asked Siri to tell him the weather and read him his emails and then he's like getting meeting reminders and he's you know me coordinating things it's like that's just how the world works right but it wasn't how the world worked at the time you know it was like mildly speculative you know
1: uh, it was very uh forthright and astute of him to comment on this uh even while way we dress we don't have we have less collars now I, of, I like
0: the i like the I lo- <laughs> dude caleb i mean to talk about the clothes in this movie for a second like and and the way everybody looks like dude you're talking to a guy who wears like giant khaki pants and has a mustache and weird tiny glasses like that this movie had a big impact on me like i thought it was very stylish and i think everybody thought it was very stylish and that's another thing i think that makes it very of its time is that it was like hugely inspirational to people in terms of look you know, oh, sure, I thought so. I mean, to me, you know, I think it's the clothes are all they all look so comfortable too, they're so cozy and they're so fashionable, and everybody's mm-hmm. dressed so unlike people were dressing at the time. But I think, like, again, yeah, really, it kind of how people dress now, pants, yeah, yeah, yeah. The high pants is not a uh, thing that hasn't come back yet, no, not really.
1: <laughs> uh, I think that yeah, the whole Visual like this movie is a visual fucking feast, man. Even down yeah. to like the credits, has like a little rainbow sheen over them, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, even just like from your settings, too. Like it's uh yeah. set in Los Angeles, but they filmed a lot of it in Shanghai, too, which is yeah. fucking cool as hell. And they go from the beach to the snowy mountains,
0: yeah. And uh, and like, like everywhere there is uh, are is like a granite storefront with some impossible piece of glass mm-hmm. in it and, or something, and,
1: and, you know. And is like, yeah, just believably futuristic. Like we're still like, oh yeah, it could still be shaggy, it could still use a. Uh, safety pin to keep his phone in his pocket in yeah, place. You still have to do yeah. jerry rigging stuff like that. Uh, yeah, uh, the color scheme of this movie is they took out all the blue because, uh, like, blue signifies like this cold sci-fi futuristic, like blue and silver, and it, they put a lot of pinks and reds and to make it very warm and soulful, like a very uh, welcoming future. Uh, and that is from uh, not only Spike but uh, Hoyt Van Hoytman, who is a cinematographer. Uh, a great cinematographer. This is early on his movie. He just did uh, Let the Right One In, which, the original Let the Right mm, One In, yeah. which, uh, me and Chris have seen that movie. There's a fucking, great. the shot where the bed is on fire. That is one of the better movie shots you'll ever see. I think
0: just the way that uh, he photographs that courtyard is, like, amazing. It's, it's oh, it, it makes it seem like the most dramatic place on Earth, this little courtyard in this shitty yeah. um, apartment complex. Uh,
1: the, the, the beach scenes are, like, him at the, uh, the festival and, like, just toiling around or just, yeah, the way they... Uh, such beautiful work, and he went on to do so many great things. He's uh, uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, cinematographer. Oh, is
0: he? I, I actually didn't Fo- know that.
1: Yeah, Dunkirk, the fighter. Uh, he did Ad Astra, which is a beautiful movie. Uh, uh, we—he's a, a, a cinematographer to know by name. And oh, uh, I'm—it's amazing that he is like one of his early films, and he was very much involved uh, because I have a Blu-ray. I got to watch the special features, and he's a Yeah. <laughs>
0: I will say, though, about the, the movie's look, um, and this is, again, part of it being like having this uncomfortable way it interacts with Apple and with tech culture, um, which is that uh, it uh, it looks like what Apple commercials look like. It looks like a commercial and yeah. commercials began to look like this movie. You know, after this movie came out.
1: You know, uh, the part of that can be... Uh, Spike Jones has done a ton of awesome commercials. He's done letters, so many still, commercials, yeah. Still makes, I would say he makes his living more off of commercials. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't all, done a... Commercials f- worth watching.
0: He hasn't directed a feature <laughs> film since this movie came out, has he?
1: I would say he directed the Beastie Boys documentary that came out Yeah, okay. <laughs> he directed the Beastie Boys documentary. But yeah, it's not a, a fictional film. It's not uh, f- film. the same exact kind of...
0: But he yeah. mostly has been making commercials... Like between, the, I mean, he's been producing. He's a producer, but, you know. Uh, music videos still. Yeah, uh, music
1: videos still, yeah. It's just uh, probably some skateboard videos because he's the coolest guy in the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's such an earnest guy. He acts too every once in a while. It's, it's, it's like,
0: interesting, and it makes the movie interesting to look at because it, it this kind of, like, cozy future that's, like, kind of subtly opulent became the way that, like, every single car commercial looks like every single, mm-hmm. not every single tech commercial, but a lot, there a is, lot of tech commercials uh, look like this.
1: A commercial he makes for the operating system. When uh, Theodore first sees the commercial, like they everyone's just staring watching this commercial. And it's very like big over the top of people, like getting exploded and falling down. And it's Charlie Kaufman. I keep doing that. Uh, Spike Jones making a commercial uh, for his movie and not knowing that he's influencing commercial. It's it's very oddly meta. Maybe that's why I keep referencing Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Actually, I know why I'm referencing Charlie Kaufman.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it's Charlie Kaufman. Co- uh, no, See, now you, now you got fucking me doing I'm sorry.
1: it, Dylan. Do, I'm just going to delete this note. I could read the note I have. Uh, uh, can I read I'll read the note uh, so I can delete it. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was doing research about this movie, and uh, Spike Jones was set to direct Synecdoche, New York in 2008, but saw how Charlie Kaufman was pouring so much into his work and really was an extension of himself. Uh, he said Kaufman wanted to try and write everything he was thinking about in that moment, all the ideas and all the feelings at that time, and put that into a script. And he was inspired by that, and so that's where her came out of, uh, just him putting all his feelings uh, about his relationships, about his technology, and how uh, he wanted to put all these contradictory things even there and there, too. Uh, so very, very cool. Uh, obviously, they have a huge working past. Spike's first two movies were Charlie Kaufman scripts. Uh, he end up being a producer on *Sanctity, e New York I don't know it's amazing that, that that's like a collective that they're like friends and I don't know Spike Jones is probably like has more cool friends than oh my god well s-
0: speaking of <laughs> yes I totally agree with you I happen to watch all the credits to this movie for some reason and, I did too yeah um, the thanks in this fucking thing are nuts they're just like a who's who of indie culture of the yeah, early soderbergh. 2010s yes yeah. i hear here are a bunch of names of people that are thanked in the credits for this movie miranda july dave eggers andrew garfield charlie kaufman katherine o'hara mark Romanic, steven soderbergh and talia shire <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so um, a couple of those I mean, were, it's fucking uh, crazy
1: yeah a couple of those we've worked with just in uh, where the wild things are uh they did a short with Andrew Garfield where he uh, kind of liked some of the ideas of uh, her came from. So I could see why I think Andrew Garfield. And, I, and he's a very collaborative person. loves loves putting his ideas to people. Uh, he's a very collaborative person. He made Jackass. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's cool. Uh, we're talking about Spike Jones so much. And there's a lot of love to pass around in this movie because I think, uh, you know, too great. Oh, there's a lot of great performances in this movie, even Chris Pratt. Even Chris Pratt uh, uses his affable doofiness very well in this movie. But Joaquin Phoenix, man. Uh, there's a lot of great actors who were at the time good actors and they would just co- continue on to be great things. Mm-hmm. So it's like a mark of a cool movie. or are just like, oh, before they were like super big, they were still doing cool work.
0: He's, he's like good. Chris Pratt, yeah. I mean, Chris, Chris Pratt,
1: Amy Adams, yeah.
0: Amy Adams, yeah. They're both really, really good in this movie. Uh, Chris Pratt is. It is funny because at the time, seeing Chris Pratt in a movie, you were like, "Oh, whoa, that guy from Parks and Rec," <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that is not the way you react now. But he's great. He's looking like a little bit less schlubby than Andy Andy Dwyer, but he's still kind of playing a dumbass a little bit, you know. Which he is he had like,
1: like uh, one of the first lines where like you just. The movie opens up with Phoenix uh, reading uh, one of his letters, and you realize, oh, what's this job? And then you just hear Andy in the background, Andy, uh, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt in the background yeah. saying, uh, uh, handwrittenletters.com, how can I help you? Like, oh, that's part of the joke. Like, it's like he helps break that ice a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, which, you know, he's a tool, and you use the tools as tools that they're <laughs> That's
1: not an insult. Tools are great. Uh,
0: tools are great. You know, can't bu- job, can't yeah. build anything without them, you know.
1: Uh, but then you have an actor. In Walkie Phoenix you just brings so much like he, weirdo intensity is probably associated with him, but I think he's very he's still like a weirdo and intense in it, but he's less volatile. It's in his this movie,
0: movie, it is like what if the Joker was a nice guy? You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: It's a very honest performance and it has heaps of empathy for this guy. Oh like he God. could easily be a sad sack, as he's written as a sad sack. He's full of regrets. He is very insecure. But, uh, yeah, but there's uh, something... he, all, he projects all his desires.
0: But he's so but lovable he just, like, in a way, right? Yeah. Because his
1: feelings are so out there. And he's like, so sh- like knows how to talk to people. Uh, yeah. You love, you love this well, guy. Well, that's like the tragedy it...
0: of the character, I guess, is like he has this job where he hand, he writes other people's love letters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, and they're all beautiful. And he's very, obviously very emotional and sensitive, but like in his own life, he has nowhere to put his emotions. You know, that's, <laughs> that's like where we meet him. That's where he is, you know?
1: Uh, and the other, I think, just phenomenal performance is from Scarlett Johansson, a, a character who I think we should talk about more. Uh, Samantha, the AI.
0: Doing an amazing uh, job. Wow, Yeah.
1: She brings so much empathy and, like, you take sides with a character who's not even there. It's a, it's amazing And she conveys
0: so much, like like non-verbal stuff through just her the way she's you know through her line readings right like there's a time where you can tell that samantha is afraid she's losing uh walking phoenix and that she's mm-hmm. kind of trying to like suggest stuff to like keep him happy and but you know it's all just in the mm-hmm. her tone of voice and little pauses that she takes and mm-hmm. you know the inflection of stuff it's that's actually really really hard to do you know
1: yeah, uh, so the story behind that is uh, during the production, uh, the actress, Samantha Morton, uh, Morvan more Collier, uh, Samantha Morton was on set uh, doing voiceovers on set, and she was supposed to be in the movie. <laughs> uh, but in the post, uh, Spike didn't like it. <laughs> uh, he ended up using Scarlett Johansson's voice and even shooting a couple scenes to uh, fit that in as uh, helped rewrite the movie. Uh, don't worry, Samantha Morton got an associate producer credit for this movie, which is you know very nice. To, and I think like she, there's no ill will whatsoever.
0: I mean, it happens, right? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I think she probably would have maybe agreed with it. Uh, but honestly, it's one of the great voiceover performances in a live action film. I don't know what the actual nuances between a live action and cartoon voiceover performance would be. Uh, but, you know, James Earl Jones, I think, is the gold standard. He's voicing Darth Vader. Right, it's right. Very fucking cool. Which is, you know, uh, a,
0: a similarly, supposedly Peter Mayhew thought they were using mm-hmm. his line readings in the yeah, movie. Yeah, that's yeah, true. You know, like, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I don't think that was ever the intention, but he, <laughs> Peter Mayhew was allowed to believe it, you know? <laughs> uh,
1: in a very, uh, another iconic uh, voice of performance and as an AI, uh, Doug Rain in 2001, uh, Space Odyssey. Yeah, very, very, yeah, it's
0: true. Very iconic, very difficult to do. Tra- I mean, 2001, tragically heartbreaking, his performance in that movie, mm-hmm. right? Uh,
1: and I would, if I could get one more live-action voiceover performance, I would go Christine Kavanaugh as Babe the Pig.
0: Oh, sure, of course. Fantastic <laughs> choice, Caleb. Fantastic. I mean, I, I, I did really like this movie. It is... It is It was it was weirder. And then I remembered, you know, I you kind of tend to remember a sort of like highlight reel of this movie. But there's so many weird little Mm -hmm. details I'd forgotten, especially towards the beginning, like the scene where he's playing this weird VR video game with with Samantha and with this little character who's like being a real dick to him, you know, and the effect is fantastic. The effect is so good. It looks great.
1: uh, He's a lonely guy who likes to swear at things and that's how he has played video games yeah uh that's so that that little guy's voice who says fucking shit is uh that spikes cameo for himself very nice uh and titmouse did the graphics i'm a huge uh titmouse fan oh, they did yeah. super jail uh venture brothers looks uh, great tons 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 of stuff. Um, uh, i think they did loki stuff recently
0: yeah there's another scene before that where um he's in the middle of the night rolls over and calls like audio tinder to get somebody to like, they yes. like dirty Holy talk each shit. other. It's so jack off. funny. Yeah. And you then, know who that was, you no, know, who is it?
1: Uh, well first, uh, he has three calls. One's just like, okay, I'm skipping this. One is like this weird deep voiced person. Uh, and that was Bill Hader.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. And then
1: the third person is like a person having an orgasm. It's very sexual. And then she says, grab that dead
0: cat. Yes, grab and that then dead he dead
1: has to have, it's very choke like,
0: me with it. He's, and he goes,
1: cameras on what? his face the whole time. Uh, it's like a very sexy, like, oh, like, oh, this is uh, almost powerful. And open. she's coming and really hard. Dead. Like she's yes. being
0: really sexual. Like she really sounds pornographic, but then she's also going like, strangle me with that dead cat. <laughs> and he's very it's... politely doing it for her benefit very politely. and has obviously really stopped off. but yeah. he's like yeah. doing it for her and she at the end she's like oh my god I came so hard and he's like me too me too. yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, it's kristen
0: wig oh my god no way really the great kristen wig yeah oh just god, nails that it. that is amazing
1: uh a great movie performer the great kristen wig ladies and gentlemen doing doing that in her amazing wow
0: that is actually pretty amazing <laughs> Um, do you got anything else you want to say about her, Caleb?
1: Uh, about her? Uh, not Kristen Wiig. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Who's <laughs> uh, you know was on it? first, Caleb? <laughs>
0: Hers on second.
1: It, uh, screenplay award. Uh, maybe it should have won more. It was a very competitive Oscar year, 2013. That uh, was the year 12 Years of Slave. Which I think, yeah, sure. Give it to the movie. It's a good movie. Uh, Gravity swept the technical awards. Mm. Uh, we also won Wolf of Wall Street. To win stuff because we like that. I was rooting for Nebraska as the weirdo. Well, yeah, Nebraska was probably a weirder choice than her. too. was yeah, Nebraska out that it.
0: same year, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Tough year, tough year. Tough uh, year, yeah. Tough killing, year, yeah.
1: Active killing. Uh, but yeah, her, when I was looking at it, like her holds up than I would say all, most of these movies. Her is just a masterpiece uh, film, as, uh, uh, we're almost 10 years after the fact now. Uh, I'm glad it won one award. I'm glad that we could say uh, Academy Award winner Spike. Jones, uh, because that's not even his real name. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the guy who did Jackass has a Academy Award, and rightfully so, because he's an amazing artist. Uh, But yeah, uh, a lot of stuff about divorce uh, in this movie. uh, Theodore was divorced. Uh, Yeah, even I'm Your Man. uh, She uh, was a, uh, a divorced person. That's interesting in the sense of how we use technology to. Uh, you know, help us recover. we just like open to new things, even. Well, after I think it's, it's past relationships. It's also
0: especially coding the protagonist, the human protagonist, in a certain way, which is that they are capable of committing to a romantic relationship, but they didn't work out, and now they're very shy about doing it again. You know, that's what mm-hmm. you get when you have somebody be divorced, specifically. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: there is, uh, they do, like, he doesn't sign his divorce papers in her. Uh, that's a plot. Point right, in this movie, yeah. and they actually they show his uh, wife, it's played by Rudy Mara, like only in like these very loving montages. Uh, and it is very much past, is what we think of it. Past is like we, we, what we make of the past is what we think of the past. Uh, that's our past is just what we think about it. Uh, it's insane that that's what it is, crazy, anyway. Uh, but then we actually get to meet, and she has lines, and it's kind of just like, oh, it breaks that. Uh, and even right. breaks it for him, too. Like, there's a scene where he, like, kind of gets a little cold water from it.
0: Because they're immediately uh, yeah. like having little petty disagreements, and you know, like she gets mm. mad at him for something. But then the other thing you're, I think you're supposed to take from that scene is is not just what you said, which I agree is part of it, but also, um, is this what a real relationship is? Like something? Yeah, where she calls him out. Yeah, he calls you out, and it's like kind of makes you mad, but you like at the same time they're right, and you, it makes you reevaluate yourself versus what he has <laughs> with Samantha, where it's she's very very supportive all the time, right? You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, Uh, and it's a predetermined necessity in this movie that we see uh, Theodore more than the AI just out of, you know, that's how the movie is. That's what it is. (laughs) So we get his thoughts. uh, We even get his thoughts on AI even too, as we develop our own. Uh, So it's like weird, like you're as an audience member, just thinking of what he's thinking, thinking what the AI is thinking, and then also like forming your own uh, thoughts on it. I think what her does great as a screenplay does great is just, keep moving forward from that and just giving you more ideas to think about it, it, in general. It's, uh, yeah, that's, fa- that's how you win an Academy award for a screenplay. Is, it's, great. it's a great movie, brother. Writing good screenplay. <laughs> So,
0: you know, I feel like I can kind of guess which way you're going to go on this, Caleb, but like, uh, yeah, let's say you set had to pick up. one of these two movies where you, they were going to turn you off robot and send you back to the factory where you're going to be wiped ah! and disassembled.
1: Turn me off. Turn me on robot. Um, I'm your man is a fine movie. It's what I've said. It's good. It's solid movie. It's the German Oscar entry this year. So depending on how things shake out, you could see it uh, as a, a Oscar nominee. Uh, but I did say her as a masterpiece. So I'm going to stick by that. Her honestly hold up. And like Chris was saying, like when he rewatched it, he forgot all these things in it. I forgot like how emotionally it just packs in, mm-hmm. uh, And then just like yeah, actually doing podcasts and doing research on it, and like reading about like how he was like still processing his divorce, like also his Maurice Sendak adaptation of Where the Wild Things Are that was a child of divorce, is that movie about, and also uh, having things to distract you while you go through tough times in your life. And good lord, I love Spike Jones, Uh, so I'm gonna pick her. I can't believe people haven't seen it. If they haven't seen it, maybe you are a younger person who wasn't uh, who in 2013 was only about 15 years old themselves. So hey, go out and go see her. It's. Uh, uh, I watched it on a Blu-ray. On how did you watch it, Chris?
0: I rented it on Amazon. Yeah, it's, it's on Amazon. It's I actually it Amazon. really interesting. I think her is one of those movies that like. I feel it was, con- when streaming services were new it was one of the main things you could watch on a streaming service but yeah, yeah, yeah. now yeah, it's yeah. not on anything anymore you have to rent it which i think is, so, done... it tells you a lot about you know how the the streaming model has evolved it's done its time yeah it's done its time yeah exactly <laughs> i got to agree with you Caleb like i said i i do think that i'm your man is an interesting film um that it cannot hold a candle to her. I mean, especially because it came out eight years later and it has almost exactly the same plot. So like, sure, yeah. you know, I mean, and I, I know that it's it's a standard plot in a lot of ways, but it's it's almost exactly the same movie. It's very, very similar. You
1: know? If you want your uh, AI, artificial intelligence, human relationship romance movie to like be big and full of all these ideas and more philosophical, which is great, That's her. Uh, And even just like as a straightforward story, it works. But then you have, I ask all these questions and you have, it's more emotional in its execution. Whereas I'm your man while having emotional, I think because she's such a pragmatic person and just more calling out, it just has more of a conversation about what it is to have a data robot and therefore like date uh, in general, what is means to be happy. So it's more of like, yeah, I guess you could put it down to your leads. The, the, uh, lead of Alma and I'm Your Man being more pragmatic versus Theodore being more in his feelings and emotional. Uh, and hey, characters define movies sometimes. That's how things work.
0: <laughs> that Couldn't have put it better myself, brother. Um, that's two great movies about fucking of a robot. It's I'm Your Man <laughs> and uh, Her. But, you know, Her, definitely. Definitely a masterpiece. Beautiful yeah, to look at. Up. Funny, weird, sexy, sad, um, and has something to say about you know what it means to be a human on this here earth. You know what I'm saying.
1: If you're a Scarlett Johansson hater, you got to see this. Probably flip your, probably flip you. You don't hate Scarlett it's, Johansson, after to see in this movie. Look,
0: if you're if you if you're somebody that hates Scarlett Johansson, this is probably going to floppy flip you. And I, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna I gonna flop I completely agree with you, Caleb. This movie's going to floppy <laughs> flip you. Um, that's it, uh, brother. What a great show. Yep. It's so great to talk yep. to you. Good to talk to you, everyone. We'll go see Titan soon. Yeah. So bye bye. I did hear, yeah, Siri's not happy, is, is that right? No, she's, she, it's very she's a little jealous of Scarlett.